This is Be Money Simple, where we make money simple so you can become rich and wealthy. Remember, I'm not an investment advisor. Please consult with your investment professionals before you make any changes to your portfolio. This is Be Money Simple, where we start building your knowledge to build your wealth. Welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Hank Sveck. So today we're going to talk about gold. Is it a good investment? I should start by saying, as I mentioned in the newsletter, by definition, an investment has to be something that produces you regular income. And there are many different ways to invest in gold. Let's start by talking about holding the metal, just to get that out of the way as far as an investment. It doesn't produce income if you hold on to the actual gold bullion in your safety deposit box or have it stored somewhere else obviously not in your home put it in a safety deposit box if you have some but while it sits in that box it doesn't produce any income i still call this more of a hybrid investment but technically it is not an investment it is a way to have insurance and you're going to learn more about that in this podcast so one of the things we know is that gold has fluctuated the price of gold and the value attributed to it has fluctuated over time. Something like 100 years, you can you can look at different charts and graphs, it's about 7.78% per year. The value, or in this case, the simple uh, price of that gold goes up approximately 7.78% per year. Some years it'll go up 100%, some years down 50, then it'll go up, like it's very, it fluctuates obviously based on world events. Now, hundreds of years ago, it was, uh, it was probably one of the major ways that uh, money was traded. You I mean, you had a gold coin, you used it to buy things. Small piece of gold, large gold, and so on. And it's stood the test of time so that today it continues to be used that way in many parts of the world. There was a time in the United States and in Canada, where our dollars were based on having gold, the government would have to have gold in vaults to justify printing money. So you couldn't just print money. You had to have, it had to be backed by gold, gold-backed money, which gave it value. Uh, today, that's not necessary. And the governments did that. They took away the gold backing because then they could just go in the basement and print money whenever they needed. They didn't actually have to have a value attributed to it that, that would be accepted around the world. It could be made up. Some call it fiat currency. I just call it made up money. The value of our dollar is that there's confidence that if you use it, people will take it to give you stuff or services. It's, it's like a confident psychological thing. It's not backed by anything. There's no gold backing it. So what happens, and in the newsletter I talk about Argentina, where they have well over 200% inflation uh, year to year, um, because it's not backed by anything, the dollars or the currency, it fluctuates based on all these weird, wild government things, including inflation, interest rates, and so on. So for stability purposes, people talk about having gold as part of an investment portfolio. For me, it's an investment, but it's an insurance investment. It's not an investment because it doesn't produce income unless you use the harvest strategy. And I'll talk about that in a second. Now, the question is, do you buy gold stocks? Do you buy the certificates? There are actually certificates you can buy. 
that track the price of gold. They don't really, well, they say they have gold somewhere, but you don't really buy it. You're just buying a certificate of that gold that's stored somewhere, supposedly. Or you actually get delivery of it and put it in a safety deposit box where you actually have the metal. Gold stocks are like any other stock. They go up and down based on how the companies run. So it's 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 investing in a business that happens to mine gold or provide a royalty stream based on gold mines. So you have to make sure if that's the choice you have that you dig into those mines, like Barrick is one of the biggest ones in the world, uh, gives you a in, uh, dividend income of, I believe, 2 or 3%, depends on the price. And so you are getting some income while you hold um, shares in a gold company, but there is not a direct relationship between the price of gold and, and the price of the shares or the value of those shares. Of course, it's based on how well the companies run, do they make profit, cash flow, and so on. So if you have lousy management or their gold mine is in a place where there's a lot of civil war, for example, you're putting your money at risk and the value you're getting isn't just based on the value of the gold reserves or the gold they actually produce. The certificates, although some people think they're a good idea because you don't have to store them in a safety deposit box, it's, it's almost like buying a stock. In fact, it's like an ETF that tracks the price of gold. I'm always a little suspicious that, um, how do you know the gold's really there? I know they tell you that, but um, I prefer to use a vehicle where the gold is delivered to your bank and even if you're only buying two or three ounces it gets put into us you put it in your safety deposit box and it's it's held there for when you want to sell it or just simply held there for your security purposes many people suggest a percentage of a portfolio i think five percent is great it's probably too high you probably could get it down to one or two percent just to have some uh, if need be. Uh, the harvest strategy that I discussed with stocks certainly can be used when it comes to purchasing actual gold. And how it would work would be like this. Let's say today you had a total of 10 ounces of gold in a safety deposit box. And today it's approximately $3,000 Canadian. So you would have $30,000 in gold. You could decide to sell two or three ounces. So you would take those gold coins or bars and talk to your bank and they would sell them for you or you could take them and sell them elsewhere. When you receive those funds, you would hold on to those funds in an investment account and you could um, you know, purchase other investments with them or hold on to them until the price of gold perhaps dropped to 1500 because there are always fluctuations. Um, Mr. Market's never right always as we talk about. So when the market fluctuates, you could purchase or you could use them to purchase other um, investments. Now remember, there's taxes. You have to talk to your accountant on that capital gains. So if you if you paid a thousand and you sell them for three, you have a two thousand dollar capital gains, which is roughly five hundred dollars. Um, so you're left with fifteen hundred dollars after taxes. So there's there are tax implications to using the harvest strategy that I discussed. So you need to be careful with that. The point of all that is that you you can purchase them. Now you could also purchase silver. Silver is bulkier. Remember, an ounce is something like $30 today versus the 3000 Canadian for an ounce of gold. So what you have there is you have a great deal more stuff you have to store, right? You need like 100 ounces of silver 
at $30 to equal the $3,000 you would invest in one little ounce of gold. So there's issues there with that too. Now silver also has industrial properties that's used. And it's, um, it however is also used as a precious metal. It's just, there's more of it. You would need more of it and it is bulkier and you would need many more um, safety deposit box, boxes. The other thing that's sort of been bounced around is use of cryptocurrency as a uh, replacement for gold because it's supposed to hold its value. They also talk about the fact that uh, crypto uh, has a limited number of, say, Bitcoin has a limited number of coins that can ever be mined, as they call it. To tell you the truth, I don't understand it very well, and, and it doesn't really, it's not backed by anything, it's code. It's like, if you went to your basement and said, okay, I'm going to do a painting. I'm going to paint something. And you're not a, let's say you're not a painter. You have no skills like myself. And you, you throw some colors on a sheet and you tell people in the world, okay, this is the only painting in the world. And because of that, I'm never going to produce another one, I promise, because I can't, because I don't even know how I produce this one. And because it's the only one in the world, it's worth a million dollars. And you say, well, it doesn't, like look like anything <laughs> you say yeah but remember it's the only one in the world and that's the argument i think that happens with crypto and that's why warren buffett and charlie munger who's now deceased said i don't think he'd give you 25 bucks if you put all the bitcoin in the world in one room and bitcoin currently has a price tag of 40 some thousand dollars us so let's think about that for a minute gold's pretty old school right it's you can see it it has some industrial value. They use gold in cell phones and making other electronics. Dental's been around for hundreds of years, and they use it in other applications, including jewelry. Also used um, as a form of currency around the world. You could take, you know, one tenth of an ounce piece of metal or coin, and you could travel anywhere in the world, and you could use it to purchase a good or service. It also has a recognized value on the world market. So someone can try to talk you down, but an ounce of gold is worth what an ounce of gold is priced at today, and there's a value for that. And you could say, well, how is that different from Bitcoin? Well, first of all, you can see it, touch it, feel it, taste it, and put it in your safety deposit box. We've learned from all the crypto scams that that's not possible. They call them wallets, but they're really not wallets. Uh, they're electronic wallets, if you will, and so on. So. If you do that, good for you. I'm just telling you, from in my sake, um, this is an option, and it's it's a gold is a great option for a little bit of an uh, insurance. And uh, you know, insurance is about sleeping at night. And I tell people you should just figure that out for yourself and decide if you want to get involved in how you would do that. I'm Hank for Be Money Simple. Listen to this upcoming commercial as I talk about uh, different options. Remember, you can go to bemoneysimple.org. Sign up for the newsletter if you're not already subscribed. Every Monday I put pen to paper and you get it in your in your uh, inbox where I talk about one of these concepts. And if you're interested, you can then go to the podcast and probably around the time you get it into your email inbox, I've talked about it in more detail. You have an amazing week in 2024. We will talk soon. Before I go, I just want you to consider the following. Does happiness lead to financial success, or does having money make you happy? I'm convinced, after investing for over 40 years, that happiness leads to financial freedom and investing success. I don't know how or why, I just know that it is true.
I also know that in India, children take happiness classes to learn how to be happy. Is it a coincidence that immigrants from India have the highest median income of $150,000, while the average of all others is $70,000? If you want to learn more about my online class that teaches deep happiness, go to teachable.com and look up the seven secrets to happiness. In the free introductory video clip, you'll learn the three different types of happiness and why only one matters. Check out the seven secrets to happiness on teachable.com now.